Time for us to get into the Nature Diary. And this week, we are talking about water, specifically boreholes and what you should know about boreholes before you sink one. Joined in studio by our residency CSI nature conservationist, Tim Neary. Tim, a very good morning to you. Good morning. Yes, I was also listening to your little program on menopause. Yes. You're missing one thing. Yes. Okay. Educate males. Yes. Far more than educating women. You guys all sit around the coffee tables in various restaurants and Jagger. Mm. Um, we have to deal with hand grenades without pins. <laughs> and, grenades. And, and no idea of how long the fuse is. <laughs> You're right. Been You're... there, done that, got the hat and T-shirt. And barely survived. Uh, that's why there's whiskey. <laughs> but you are right that there's very little. If we think, I think women know very little about our own health. I think men know even Less. It's a bit like prostate cancer, but let's move away from that for the moment. We're talking about water this week. We are talking about In particular, about water. boreholes, which you feel very strongly about. I, I, I do. And I'll tell you why. Is we have electricity issues and people can put up solar panels and generators and all sorts of things. And besides polluting the atmosphere a bit more with your generator, you're, not, you, you're able to resolve your own issue. Mm-hmm. Now he's going into the next phase And it's the phase that people like Anthony Turton And all have been talking about for a long time And that is our water Yes okay. And there's a frustration level There's a frustration level I think Because in some areas you don't have water for weeks on end um, If I think of parts of Olivedale um, I hear the digger going out almost every morning and you know exactly what's happening. Some silly pipe has burst because the job hasn't been done properly or whatever it is, but for, for whatever reason. So frustration is going into high gear and costs are going up and people look at their water costs and they kind of forget one of the things when they look at it and that is that the Johannesburg Council, like all councils, rip the hell out of you with every other, with every other cost including your water. Mm -hmm. So you don't just get a water side, it's like your electricity, you get a demand side levy and you've got this management fee and that management fee, et cetera. At the end of the day, you're paying a grand before you use one liter of water. Okay, so now let's get a water. So now we're all all a little tense and we decide we're going to put down a borehole. I've got three boreholes in three houses that surround me. Yeah. There's one borehole down the road, which was the original farm borehole, for the Yuxke Park area. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you have no idea how often you see the borehole machines coming in. And they strike water at various depths, etc. But some time ago, one of the bigger complexes decided to put down boreholes so that they could reduce their water usage. And it lowers the groundwater. So what I want you to do is I want you to take a, a bottle of water, a small 500ml bottle of water, put four straws in it, and we're all going to drink out of that bottle. Yeah. And we're not going to put anything back. And that's what's going to happen. Your boreholes are going to start sinking. So now we're putting boreholes down. But the first issue we have is who owns the water? You don't. The water's owned by the state. Okay. Okay. So the first issue is what permission did you get to put that borehole down? And you it's very permission. clear. You need permission? You need permission. From who? You need a water license and you need an EIA. An environmental impact assessment. Oh, aren't those quite expensive? They're supposed to be done properly. Are these being done? Are you then licensed to the Johannesburg Council? Do you have your license to use and put down your borehole? Mm. If you haven't applied to those four issues and your borehole company has told you that that's a borehole you can put down, 
Okay. You're a fly by night. Do you have an illegal okay. borehole? You have an illegal borehole. Oh, wow. By law, that borehole can be capped, i.e. they can arrive and put a whole lot of concrete down it. You can reapply and redrill a new borehole. At your own cost. At your own cost. Okay. So now we're going to put down these boreholes all over the place. First of all, what is the condition of the water? In my area, I wouldn't like to be using the water because the sewage pipes leak. So you've mostly got a certain amount of sewage leakage into there. So you're going to have to make sure that if you're going to use this for anything else other than your garden, then what are you going? To, why are you using it? Okay. Wait, the the borehole water. So the water that comes out of the borehole. Yep. Why is it not the same water that comes out of my tap in that it would be treated? Ah, yes, you see. Well, it can be treated. It can be treated, but you then need to do your tests and you then need to put a treatment system in. And your treatment system could be anything from a filtration system to having to add some uh, a few bits of chemicals to using UV light, etc. So I need to pay for that treatment you system. You need to pay for that system. Okay. Okay, right. Now, why are you putting this borehole down? Are we putting it down because the Johannesburg municipality can't provide us and Rand Water, between the two of them, can't get their act together and get the water into the tanks? Is it because our infrastructure is breaking down and you are frustrated and you don't have water? Okay. What is the reason you're putting it down? Can you not do, which is a, another issue, um, if you've seen there's a lot of hoo-ha in the Durban area, because people put in 5,000 litre tanks, they put the municipal supply into the tank and they put a pump on the other side of the tank. That's what I've got, okay? And consequently, I've always got 5,000 litres of water in reserve. Mm-hmm. And that provides my house a constant four-bar pressure supply. Now, not everybody can afford to do that. Yes. I realise that because that's a good 10,000 rand down the drain, okay? But you can put that in and that can solve your issue. Durban, of course, have turned around or the, that area and said, oh, but the people are stealing the water. No, they're not, you moke. They are actually taking the water that they and would be getting. And storing it. And they're storing. They've got a backup because you can't supply. And you still would have need to pay, you pay for that water. You've paid it's, it's for the 5000 to fill it up. Okay. okay. So nobody's stolen anything. Uh, right. So nobody's stolen anything. So we've, we've got various ways. We've got our underground water. We've obviously got rainfall, which can go into our tanks. Mm-hmm. Where does our underground water come from? Okay, so that comes from various areas and it's recharged. Now, we could be drawing water in Johannesburg that could be coming from the Michalisburg. Okay, it could all, there's a whole underground system of water and they've got all the aquifers, etc. They're going to filter that water back down to you. Mm-hmm. Right. It needs approximately to start recharging. The old farmer will tell you that you need one inch, i.e. 25 millimeters of rainfall, to start to recharge your groundwater. Do we have sufficient to recharge? There's so many interesting articles being put out where they're looking at, because of the way that we draw for cities, etc., around the world from huge aquifers under the ground, because of the amount of water we're drawing out, we're causing an imbalance in the system. And we've uh-huh. got, we've got, we just don't seem to understand that we can't go about. And we, we always, you know, we're great in this country about, oh, so-and-so is breaking the law. We're breaking the law right at the start when you first start putting that borehole down if you don't have all the permissions. 
And, a question and theoretically, I can actually come to you. If you've put a ball roll down, I can apply to the municipality or I could apply to the government and say, I don't have water. I need water from your ball roll. Oh, really? Well, As in if we're neighbors? Or if in we're the neighbors, same... in theory, I can do that because you don't own that water. It belongs to the state. Belongs to the state. All water belongs to the state. A question about permissions. Um, AB says, morning, Gogo. Thank you for the informative show. Please ask him to talk about those who bought the property, which has a borehole already. Would one need to go through the red tape, so the process of applying the environmental assessment, et cetera, et cetera, uh, or assume the previous owner did the due diligence. So what happens when you buy? It's not a new property. It's not your, you're not the first owner. You're mostly going to find if it's an old property, and I'm talking old property 60 years and older, mm-hmm. okay, that borehole is mostly, you don't, then you don't need to apply the borehole as an existing, an existing borehole. So theoretically, it would have been done correctly at the beginning or else you might be lucky and find that you've actually got the old farm borehole from years and years ago. Okay, and there were those, and, and uh, you know, we've known a number. I've known a number of people. Uh, we had one down the road where the guys actually came along, and they just simply cleaned it out and redrilled it. Okay, they they, they took all the muck out of it and they they cleaned up the borehole and they put it back into use again. Yeah. So then, the, into now, you would have to ask and say, "Have you got permission?" The right thing to do is to say, "Have you got permission for the borehole?" How old is that borehole? If it's one that was put down two months ago, okay, well, come with the licenses. Yes. Because that's what's going to start to happen. Okay, you're going to start finding that they're going to they're going to apply the same as they do to farmers. So farmers, for example, have got water allocations. So you can't just take X amount of water out of the river. Just because the river's running through your farm, you can't dam it without permission, number one. And number two, you can't pump just what you want. Yeah. You are allocated that amount of water. So that goes right across forestry, for example. Forestry pays for the water that the trees use, about 45 million a month mm-hmm. plus. Okay, it's a lot of money. Yeah. But they pay for both rainfall and underground usage, calculated on what the trees, what the trees would be using. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So now... They don't, and there's no irrigation systems in that. So it's not like sugarcane, et cetera. But the sugarcane farmer is paying for the water that he's irrigating with. Just a quick question on paying for water. So generally, I think the idea or the uh, sense is that if you uh, drill or dig a, a borehole, you're not going to pay for that water. No. But I was reading something that said some municipalities do, in fact, charge, charge. you I think in this particular uh, article, it said the city of Joburg, um, you won't have to pay for the water drawn from the, uh, from the borehole. But um, Ekuruleni, for instance, reserves the right to install a meter to measure how much is drawn from that borehole. Everybody reserves the right to, to put that meter in. Okay. Right across. So that goes right back to the Department of Water Affairs and Sanitary. Okay. Okay. So they can insist they they work on a basis that you must be going to use about five thousand liters a month okay maybe something to that effect but if you're now going to start irrigating and you're starting to draw a lot of water out or you're starting and that's where it needs to be managed by by the johannesburg council and work out okay we're going to empty that aquifer we're going to lower the groundwater 
And then we've got yet another issue. What are we built on a whole lot around, around us? We're built on a lot of dolomite. So we're going to end up drawing the water out. We're going to end up with dolomitic caves underneath us. And we're going to end up with the potential for collapse. So That's concerning. Exactly. Exactly. You, it, it might be 50 years down the line. But where are we going to be able to recharge what we're taking out and keep everything full? And I think that's one of the important questions. And it, it does mean that if I've got a borehole at my back garden to my left of me and to the front of me, okay, hello, that's, four, that's, that's three houses around me. Mm. Okay, those boreholes are mostly between 50, 25, 25 and 50 meters apart. Yeah. Okay, we're going to start emptying aquifers. We're going to start lowering groundwater. We're going to have people crying because their trees are now starting to look a little dead because the trees have got to put the roots down deeper to enable them to get them through. Uh, and the question that I'm coming back to those, why are you doing it? Why are you, are you doing it? Are you doing it so that you've got a very nice garden? Are you doing it because your house needs the water or because the municipality can't supply? And what are the alternatives? Yeah. You know, and, and, I, and that's what I want to always get down to. What are the alternatives? Because we cannot have everybody who can afford 75, I think it's 75 to 100,000 rand odd to put a borehole down and, and pipe it all up. People that can afford that, if we've got too many people starting to afford that, we're going to run into an issue. Yeah. And it's a continual, I'm going back to the fact of that 500 mils of water in a, in a bottle. And four straws. And four straws. Five straws. Okay. Who the hell's going to pee back in that bottle to put to fill it back up again? Yeah. Okay. And there's that little that little the other thing is there's that little top at the bottle. We can draw it all out. We can't get it all back in again. Mm. Okay. So we've got to start looking at better water usage in our country, and we've got to understand what the laws are about, and let's start to apply the correct things. So maybe the politicians want to start looking at this as well and seeing what is the right thing to do. And maybe the councils want to say, okay, we were quick to start saying that we're going to start charging you for solar panels on your roof because we're not getting money, money for that. This is not about not getting money for water. This is about emptying and doing biological damage. Okay, Bi- biodiversity is, is, the, is the downside of what we're doing here. Sure. Tough conversation. But Tim, as always, great to chat to you. Thank you for joining us this morning. Pleasure. That's our CSI and Nature Conservationist Tim Neary.